Hello, and welcome to the Society of Critical Care Medicine's iCritical Care podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Margaret Parker. Today, I will be speaking with Jeffrey D. Edwards, MD, MA, MS, about the article, Repeated Critical Illness and Unplanned Readmissions Within One Year to PICUs, published in Critical Care Medicine in August 2017. Dr. Edwards is an assistant professor in the Division of Pediatric Critical Care in the Department of Pediatrics at Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons in New York. Before we begin, do you have any disclosures to share, Dr. Edwards? I do not. Okay. Thank you for joining us today, Jeff. Would you start by giving us some background on why you decided to study children with complex chronic conditions in pediatric ICUs, and why did you do this study in particular? Well, as a student with an interest in bioethics, I used to actually skip class to spend time with a PICU intensivist who was also an ethicist. And in the PICU, it was very apparent that many of the patients were children with severe chronic conditions that would not resolve during the PICU stay. Later on, as a um, student resident, I knew I wanted to be an intensivist and enjoyed taking care of these children in particular and the remarkable families. Later on, as a fellow, it was evident that while I did not follow the patients, these children longitudinally, many of them kept coming back to the PICU for planned and unplanned reasons. So uh, it was apparent to me early on that, that it seemed that it was that for the present and future of pediatric critical medicine, critical care medicine is intertwined with a growing population of children with complex chronic conditions. Thus, my research focus now is on how critical illness impacts these medically complex children and how these children impact critical care services. The impetus for this particular study stems from the experience of PICU caregivers at tertiary hospitals who regularly and repeatedly care for these children and also for the experience of these children who, who repeatedly come back to the PICU and their families. However, there was no real data out there to illustrate what we were seeing and experiencing every day. So what did you do in this study? So the study was a multi-institutional retrospective cohort analysis of North American PICU patients discharged between 2009 and 2010. And we were looking at their unplanned PICU readmissions within one year of their index PICU discharge. Uh, The index discharge meaning the first one we had in our data set. So this included readmissions during the same or different hospitalization, but it was only to the same PICU. We actually had a multitude of patient-level characteristics that we could explore, and that included things, uh, demographic characteristics, such as gender, age, clinical ones, including their specific diagnoses, index admission variables, whether they were planned, unplanned, perioperative or not, trauma or not, and so on, and discharge variables, such as where they went right after their ICU stay, when they were discharged, like their month and date, and how long the length of stay was. And we actually were lucky enough to have a few institutional characteristics, and this included um, number of licensed PICU beds, uh, whether or not there was a separate intermediate care unit, whether there was a fellowship associated with the PICU, and so on. And so what we did is we examined a few things, one being differences between admissions, the index and planned, planned readmissions versus unplanned readmissions, the variation across PICUs, in the proportion of unplanned readmissions. We also described the time from their index PICU discharge to the patient's first unplanned readmission. And then we did the, uh, found the unadjusted association of specific factors for earlier unplanned readmissions using a sophisticated Cox proportional hazard modeling. And this modeling actually took in consideration when the patient had more than one readmission within one year. And all this was done with a, with a particular eye towards the relevance of complex chronic conditions and specific chronic conditions. You use the VPS database to do this study, correct? Yes. Um, I've been fortunate enough to use the VPS database several times. 
You want to tell us just a little bit about that, about the, the VPS? Sure, sure. VPS stands for Virtual Pediatric Systems, and it's a PICU organization, a research collaborative, and a database. And it's made possible through a partnership between Children's Hospital Los Angeles and the Children's Hospital Association. So its database is actually um, probably the largest, most detailed, and most comprehensive data resource for critically ill children. And it really does make efforts like benchmarking, quality improvement, decision support, and comparative effectiveness truly possible. So you had a lot of information from this database that you were able to look at all those factors you talked about. What were your primary findings? So using the data from 76 PICUs, which had over 93,000 patients with 115,000 total admissions, we found that over 10,000 of them, or about 11%, had 15,600 unplanned readmissions with one year. So that means 2% of the, of the population had two admission, readmissions, and just over 1% had three or more readmissions. We also found the proportion of total admissions that were unplanned readmissions with one year actually varied among the PICUs, and they ranged from anywhere from 5 and 27%. The median time to readmission was actually 30 days for all readmissions. If it was within the same hospitalization, it was three and a half days. And if you left the hospital and came back, the median time to readmission was 66 days. And we also found that readmissions had significantly higher PICU mortality and longer median PICU length of stays compared to index, index admissions. And then, as we expected, after controlling for as many factors as we could, having a complex chronic condition was as strongly associated with earlier unplanned PICU readmission, and having more complex chronic conditions, it was, complex chronic conditions was associated with even greater hazard of readmission. So, for example, if a patient had three or more complex chronic conditions, they had a nine times greater risk of readmission compared to a patient without a complex chronic condition, taking into account several variables. How did you define complex chronic condition? So it's a, it has a long history. It starts back in 2000 and 2001, where Dr. Chris Futner hammered out the definition in um, two papers in pediatrics. And basically, a complex chronic condition is any medical condition that is reasonably expected to last at least 12 months unless death intervenes and involves either several different organ systems or one organ system severely enough to require subspecialty pediatric care or some period of hospitalization in a tertiary care center. And so with this definition, uh, Dr. Futner and colleagues put out a list of ICD-9 codes that they felt met this definition. Colleagues I worked with back for a 2010 paper went through this list and kind of found some things are missing, some things that shouldn't be included, uh, used this definition to make a, a list of diagnoses that were applicable with how VPS reports their diagnoses and came up with a list that we subsequently used for this paper. So this is perhaps not surprising, but an interesting finding. You know, as you noted, probably many of us take care of these kids and they come back repeatedly. What do you think this means to us in the PICU with regards to the care of our patients in the PICUs and when they go home and so forth? So I would say that PICU caregivers and families need to understand that unplanned PICU readmissions occur in a notable minority of patients and an even greater proportion of those with a complex chronic condition. Probably somewhere along the one in five PICU patients with a complex chronic condition will have a readmission within one year. 
And this estimate doesn't even include elective hospitalizations that require intensive care. So, and you know, this is this is more than just an inconvenience. And using inf- euphemistic terms like frequent flyers or a winter home do not do justice to how repeated critical illness is associated with higher risk of mortality for patients, physical and psychological morbidity for patients, and considerable stress for families. So for patients, we're learning more and more about the long-term impact, not only of critical illness for survivors, but also the, the intensive care necessary to allow them to survive critical illness. And among families of loved ones in the ICUs, things like anxiety, depression, and symptoms of PTSD are, are prevalent. So therefore, I would say we need to continue to try to meet the complex needs of the subset of children and families who keep returning to RCs and recognize that their needs are likely different in some regards than other children and families in the PICU. And this this needs actually been highlighted by others. It was nice to see that the care of this group of children is one of nine areas of proposed global PICU clinical research agenda for the next 10 years that was published in the um, September 2017 issue of Intensive Care Medicine where they listed a, a, nine, a total of nine other areas where they thought that PICUs really need to be focusing on for the future. Did you find variability in the readmission rates across the different PICUs? You included a large number of units. So there certainly was. What we found was, as I said, the, the proportion of admissions that were unplanned within one year varied. So the median, if you look at all 76 hospitals, the median was 13% but the range was actually 15 to 27%. So there's a PICU out there that more than a quarter of their patients are readmissions. Do you have enough data to look at the characteristics of different units that have these different rates of of readmission? We had a few institutional variables to look at, and what we found with that is having things like a presence of a PICU uh, fellowship was not associated with a risk of readmission. Having intermediate care unit was not associated with early readmission. But, you know, number of PICU beds and number of pediatric beds in the hospital did have some association. So compared to smaller units, uh, smaller hospitals, uh, hospitals with larger number of pediatric beds had increased risk of their patients coming back with an unplanned readmission. But on the other hand, having more ICU beds was actually associated with a lower risk compared to having fewer ICU beds. So other than that, VPS does not allow us to kind of look any deeper than that. They are very strict about uh, not having their sites identified. So we can't tell by region or anything like that Mm -hmm. for particular sites. What are the limitations to your study? So there were three major limitations. So first, we could not identify readmissions. We could only identify readmissions to the same VPS PICU, and we did not have data about patients who were readmitted to a different PICU or died outside of the PICU. So we likely actually underestimated the frequency of PICU readmission. Second, some of the study patients indexed what we call their index admission were likely readmissions from a previous hospitalization before 2009 that we did not have data on. And third, VPS only contains PICU data. So meaning we had no data on what goes on outside of the PICU. So there are many potential important clinical and non-clinical factors that we could not control for. So what are your next steps? Where do you go from here? I would say that a few things. Uh, while we should be striving to minimize the critical, il- critical illness and unplanned PICU readmissions, I think there needs to be an acceptance and understanding that the PICU really is a f- locus of care for many of these children. 
And to better meet their needs, tertiary PICUs are likely going to have to be able to adopt practices and mindsets that see PICU care as more than just purely discrete or transitory. At the same time, I think it's a safe bet that children will continue to benefit from ever-improving acute and chronic care, resulting in an even growing number of children with complex chronic conditions and even greater medical and probably even greater degree of medical complexity among them. So this is surely will impact acute care settings and resources. And despite many important efforts and successes in preventing or mitigating acute and chronic illnesses before hospitalization, many of these children will have such critical and complex um, acute needs that they will need more intensive monitoring monitoring interventions. So perhaps we're going to have to expand ICU beds or become more creative in caring for these patients in suitable non-ICU settings. And then finally, I would say more and more of these persons are actually going to survive until their adulthood, meaning past their 30s and 40s. So PICUs may be faced with caring for even more and older adult patients, some of whom will have eventually age-related illnesses. Uh, Eventually, these patients are going to have a notable impact on adult facilities, and adult ICUs will have to learn to care for them and their families. So perhaps I can see the need for pediatric and adult ICU caregivers to collaborate to optimize the care for these adults and the education of trainees in the future. Well, I can think, you know, off the top of my head of a number of populations that would fit into this that are now aging into the adult world. And, for example, the congenital heart disease, the sickle cell, the cystic fibrosis, and so forth. So the whole issue of chronically ill children becoming adults is going to be a challenge for our whole medical system. I guess we as PICU providers should look ahead and try to lead that transition. I think we do have a a particular skill set which is important and, you know, which can be beneficial to adult caregivers in the future. I completely agree. But at some point, these kids are going to have to transition to the adult world. And so that'll be a challenge for the adult critical care folks as well. Do you have any final comments you'd like to make? Just to thank DPS for providing the data. It was very kind of them. And my colleagues who helped help with this research. And thank you for allowing me to chat with you about it. It has been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today, Jeff. Thank you. We have been talking today with Dr. Jeffrey Edwards from Columbia University about the article, Repeated Critical Illness and Unplanned Readmissions Within One Year to PICUs, published in Critical Care Medicine in August 2017. Thank you for joining us today. This concludes another edition of the iCritical Care podcast. Please check out our website at www.sccm.org slash iCriticalCare for more information. For the iCriticalCare podcast, I'm Dr. Margaret Parker. Attend the 47th Critical Care Congress to be held February 25th to 28th, 2018 in San Antonio, Texas, USA. The Society's Congress is the largest multi-professional critical care event of the year and features innovative learning experiences that encompass the full range of developments in critical care. Register at www.sccm.org congress. Margaret Parker, MD, MCCM. Dr. Margaret Parker is Professor of Pediatrics at Stony Brook University in New York and is the Director of the Pediatric Intensive Care Unit at Stony Brook Children's Hospital. A former president of the Society of Critical Care Medicine, Dr. Parker is involved in quality improvement and standardization of care in the pediatric ICU, as well as resident education. 
Her clinical interests include sepsis and septic shock in children. The iCritical Care podcast is copyrighted material and all rights are reserved. Statements of fact and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of authors and participants and do not imply an opinion on the part of the Society of Critical Care Medicine or its officers or members. To contact the editorial staff of the iCritical Care podcast with questions, comments, or ideas, please email iCriticalCare at sccm.org or info at sccm.org.